This podcast episode is like none other. We are about to turn five years old. And I mean, not we as Aaron and I are turning five years old, but the company, Bit Branding, is turning five years old. So we sort of have a few questions for each other about our successes or failures, uh, things that, I don't know, maybe keeps us up at night. Um, and we try and dive deep into what has made us uh, successful and where we are today and what we think it's going to take for the next five years to have another podcast episode just like this one um, and look back into um, there's a lot of different um, ideas and concepts and things that we talk about in, the, in this podcast. So if you're a business, whether you have hit five years or 10 or 15 or 20 or 30, it doesn't matter. Uh, this has a lot of good information um, that will sure help you um, have a very successful business. Check it out. This is the Marketing Natives, providing actionable ways to grow, improve, and succeed in your business. And now, your hosts, Christian and Aaron. Hey, y'all. So this is going to be a fun episode. There's, I don't know what the conversation is going to be. I have some questions actually for Christian, but this is more so um, celebrating five years in business for us. And then also probably some good tips and nuggets and pieces of advice to help you get to five years. Or um, if you're already there, just also some tips and advice that you can use to grow your business and not probably make the same mistakes as us or catapult or kind of um, use ours as a segue to um, take your growth to another level. And you probably find out a little bit more about us, but this should be a fun episode, like I said, regardless. So That sounded like an intro. Huh? That sounded like the intro. No, because you're going to intro the, the podcast episode. I just wanted to give the groundwork. You're going to tell them what we're going to talk about because for those who do not know, we do the intro afterwards. So Christian is probably going to say, we talk about this, this, and this. And I want to give some context to say, this is why we're doing an episode, or this is what the episode's about. And then halfway through this, be on the lookout for um, either me or Christian uh, to tell you guys about a contest. So that's going to come out a little bit later, about halfway through the episode, on how you guys can get some uh, really cool stuff for our contest. I was going to say that in the intro, too. But were you? I guess I'm, I'm not going to <laughs> You can tell them that, too. Or Jack can cut that part of it out. So I had a couple of questions, and but this is just, again, natural conversation. I just wanted to prompt it, so I came up with some of them. We don't probably not have to read all of them. Mm-hmm. That was like a lot. <laughs> there are I have zero questions prepared for you. so That's fine. This is just Actually, natural. I have one. Okay. Go ahead. Go first. Uh, what's the purchase of $100 or less? <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> it was Audible. Yeah, Audible? Yeah, easily. Oh, speaking of, it's kind of a tangent, but I'm reading the... I, I sent you the podcast by, and it's now called like Business Made Simple, or it used to be Story Brand, where they interviewed Matthew McConaughey for Green Lights. It's mm-hmm. his new book, as of at least right now, January 2021. Um, but I'm um, going through Green Lights. It is probably like, I can't put it number one, but probably like one and a half best books I've ever read. Well, you're reading Green Lights by yes. Matthew McConaughey? Yes. Mm-hmm. It is phenomenal. Interesting phenomenal isn't it just like a bunch of different stories yeah it's a memoir it's bit it's more than a memoir it's like um i don't know like it's, life lessons yeah from him life lessons business everything it's uh, failures successes yeah. mm-hmm. so it's super interesting and also very i think applicable to our five-year stuff but what he did which was smart actually made me think to start doing that too is just and we've kind of done it it's just 
journaling every single day for i think for 35 years he journaled and that's the complication or the the amount of like what made this a book i guess Mm -hmm. and he reads it which is just really nice good to listen to yeah yeah so yeah he's been on a lot of different podcasts and shows recently promoting his book and Mm -hmm. what was the podcast that you sent me that was the the story brand podcast or business made simple one was that the one yeah i thought it was a different one Mm -mm. don miller um but yeah, I listened to yeah his and yeah, it was very very interesting. Was it not? I don't think it was that one that I listened to. It was a different one. No, I've seen you several, so you probably got confused. But yeah, it was definitely him. Well, I feel like I I, I was listening to a, a different podcast and then I saw that Matthew McConaughey was interviewed there, and I think I listened to that one. Oh, okay. Because I don't I, in my mind I can't hear Dollar Miller asking him questions. Yeah, okay. It was someone else. That's weird. I don't. He didn't ask. I don't think he asked the questions. Well. I don't know. I think he may have brought somebody else in for it. Either way. So he talked a lot about lessons. He talked a lot about his life and what he called like bad things turning into good things, which is like a green light. Um, it's amazing. It's probably like, like I said, it's up there, but it's also emotional roller coaster too. You like, he goes deep into, and he's from Texas. So shout out to all the Texas people, uh, which is even cooler. But, uh, it, yeah, it's amazing. So if any book you read this year, I would highly suggest that one. There's a lot of things to pull out from it. So I hear um, for a Christian just in general, what do you feel like is the biggest lesson that you personally, you Christian, have learned in the last five years? Could be personal, could be for the business. I'm just thinking like what has the business taught you in the last five years? <laughs> I mean, I think the what comes to mind immediately just jumped in my head. I was trying to think of something different, but I would say as of <laughs> recently in the past two years, like time blocking our calendars. Mm-hmm. I think like from the get go, that was something that people told us to do, and we were just so new, we didn't have a lot to do, and it just seemed counterintuitive or more work. Yeah, to time block. Um, but now with thirty different things going on. Um, plus obviously personal life and all that, like now, yeah, now I have two calendars. I have a work calendar and a personal calendar. Yeah. Um, I share both calendars with, with my fiance. Nice. That's new as of recently. That's recently. Um, and it, I, I think, I mean, it, it helps me, yeah, stay focused and organized on what's coming up next. Um, cause I think that my stress levels and anxiety would be through the roof if I would wake up every morning and not have any idea what my day would look like. <clears throat> just get to work and then try to figure out, okay, wh- what's the most pressing thing right now? That That's scary. Just saying it out loud. <laughs> um, so right. I think, yeah, biggest lesson is either yeah, managing time, time blocking, um, using calendars. I think I've told you the story in the past where I think I was in 10th grade in, back in Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of our teachers, it was a history teacher out of, I don't know, and out of the blue, she was just one day she, decided to give us a time management lesson. Mm-hmm. Like we didn't do any history that day. We just did a time management. Lesson. She gave us this piece of paper that had I don't know 7 a.m. Uh, and it would break out 7 a.m., 7.30, 8, 8.30, all the way up to like 6 Dang. or 7 p.m., right? And it was very simple, just a time and then just a line mm-hmm. through a sheet of paper. And she was like, just write down, you know, what you what you do on a, on a day, you know, so you can time block and all this. Right. Um, and at the time I was like, this is the dumbest thing ever. Like, <laughs> Wake up, <laughs> yeah. go to school, eat. And I was like, this is so dumb. Like uh, right. I, back then I was like, this is so dumb. But now, I mean, looking back at it, it's like, okay, she was like trying to 
put those ideas yeah, and create habits and put those ideas at least, you know, in our brains that like, you'll need to do this eventually, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and I think more so than ever, like, yeah, I use that every day. So do you, that's a good point. Like something I was thinking about is like, how do you cope with? Cause like as a business owner, there's like, and even being in business for this long, there's so many changes. So there's, I think there's regular business owners and then there's like marketing business owners because regular business owners have changes in their industry as far as like what's going on in the baking industry or finance or whatever, or, you know, they're a doctor, which is very slow. Meaning like, you know, there may be 10 updates in the year for us. There could be 10 updates in a day. So how do you like cope with the stresses or changes of a constantly moving business, not only for us. So I feel like there's a wheel, if you're able to see this video, like a wheel going on in your left hand and you're trying to could control the business side. And then you have all the changes that you have to keep up with for everything else that allows you to work with the clients is on the right hand side. So it's like two constant moving wheels that need to stay in sync the whole time. I mean, I think you agree with this and we've talked about this since the beginning of our company. And I think it goes back to like education or continuing education. Mm -hmm. And like from the very beginning of our business, we decided that we were going to spend some time educating ourselves and like never stop learning. And because, yeah, our industry required us to do that. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, But I think that also has sort of bled into other aspects of the business, too. It's not just us trying to. Uh, educate ourselves in social media websites branding and all this stuff um, it's also educating ourselves in how to run our business mm-hmm. how to be a better leader right how to be a better husband how to you know be a better father like um <clears throat> and i think it, i mean it started there but it's yeah it's sort of grown into more of a yeah education personal development um it's what w- really drives us to success mm-hmm. i was watching uh, listening to a podcast by Hal Erod, mm-hmm. where he was reading a book or a core or going through a course from Jim Rohn. Jim, Jim Rohn. Rohn. And that was one of the things that really stuck out to him was that um, your success cannot exceed your personal development time or something like that. Yeah. So like you have to be constantly developing yourself, either, you know, knowledge, education, like whatever it may be um, in order to have the success that you want. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't say that you want to be super successful, but then, don't put in the work right your habits don't align because it's the same thing as um i don't know who said it so if you did say it let me know but there's basically like a quote out there it's like the night like where you're at today is the exact sum of things that you were doing 90 days ago mm-hmm. meaning like if you're 10 pounds overweight well 90 days ago you were probably not eating right mm-hmm. if you're in a fight with your wife or fiance constantly well 90 days ago there was probably a little blip on the radar that you ignored and then just pushed down the road if your business isn't going well right now, 90 days ago, something. So it's like a, you're a sum of your experiences to this point, which is kind of defeating for that purpose if things aren't going well, but also super exciting because it's like today could be the next in 90 days could be the complete change. So if it's like your business isn't going well right now, whatever, in 90 days, you could literally flip it on its head. Like I know people who went from like, zero like oh dang nothing's happening like five or ten thousand dollars a month or five thousand per month to wow we made six figures in one month and that was over 90 days like that they were able to just turn that around and make it possible so i think that kind of goes to what you're saying is um you got to constantly be developing yourself because if you don't 
there's going to be a lagging like factor with that. Yeah. And I think, it, uh, yeah, if, if you don't keep up with that, any of that stuff or even just, yeah, personal development, um, yeah, you'll end up burnt out and stressed and with anxiety, et cetera. Um, and even like, I just got this for Christmas, um, but I thought it was like the coolest thing ever. What is um, it? it's called the intellectual devotional. So like it goes over like just seven topics of knowledge, like history, arts, um, and like you just want every day you just read about, I don't know, Ernest Hemingway. And then the next day you'll read about the mind body problem. And then the next <laughs> day you'll read about the Mona Lisa. Um, so it's just like a kind of, yeah, it says revive your mind, complete your education and roam confidently with the culture class. So it's just like random, like think of it as like random Wikipedia articles, I guess, yeah. you know, of, of interesting things um, that you should have some knowledge about. Yeah. Um, I thought that was super interesting. And it goes back to, what we had agreed upon when we started our business, right? Like constantly be educating yourself, constantly be learning. Um, and that's how we sh move forward with our business. Um, so I think that's very important. You probably already, like, I think this is just a, again, it kind of transcends, like I said, I had things to just kind of point out, but I think that transcends like attribution of success, which is from the beginning, personal development, like really, I mean, we block out time and tell our employees, um, co-workers <laughs> however you want to describe it Th like hey you have education like spend at least 10 hours or so this quarter working on things now we obviously i think do a lot more than that but at least 10 hours and like an hour per week that we block out and we pay for and just say learn just mm -hmm. do it and learn now i think we need to get better at you know, something that i'm thinking of is just like making sure that everything else doesn't just move that because it's easy to move the education which actually falter it makes a problem later but the biggest success we could have is that we are constantly learning like if if nothing else i guess if people went to bit branding they would say okay you guys are always either teaching other people or you're learning yourself so we're just constantly in a succession of um like moving forward as far as education which i think attributes to a lot of our success but that being said do you feel like there's something else that attributes to our success outside of that? I'm just, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I think another thing that comes to mind is just our, our drive and determination and being relentless on, you know, not failing. Mm -hmm. And I think, did you say that the other day? What? Oh yeah. So we can't fail. Yeah. 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 We were talking to our coaches about that. Yeah, it's, it's actually a podcast that Hal Elrod, Hal Elrod, you guys should check him out. It's the Achieve Your Goals podcast. It's amazing. But he said, like, you can only um, learn, grow, and I can't think of the third one, but basically you can't fail. So you either learn from your, from your quote-unquote failure, grow from it, or if you actually, um, you know, quote-unquote fail from it, there's something else. Like, it builds upon or adds something else to it which is kind of what Matthew McConaughey is saying. Like, um, he gave a story like very early on the book. It was like almost had me in tears. It was so sad. Um, but he basically talks about his mom and dad and their relationship. It was actually a really good loving relationship, but he told stories about like how they showed love, which was not really um, conventional. Let's just say that. So it was kind of scary to see them. Like mom had a knife in her hand. Dad was like yelling at her. They're kind of like dodging each other's knives. And then like, they just break down and like make love in the kitchen. It's just like with the kids, everybody kind of ran out or whatever, but he 
he goes into so much more detail to tell the story. But at the end of that, he was like green light. Cause he's like, it's a red light. It's my parents are having a domestic problem. They, you know, look from the outside, look like they're about to get in a huge fight and hurt each other, go to the ER, kill somebody, whatever. But what really happens is that that brought them closer together and to the most, you know, highest level of like intimacy. So he's just talking about the green light thing. So for us or even failure, it's like there's only growth or learning or whatever else he's talking about. But the point is that like all those failures actually turn into something positive. He's um, so the, like I said, the book is amazing. Keep going back to it, but it's just, so you're saying like, there's an, it's not necessarily that we can't fail is that like every failure has a positive outcome. Yeah. And he, and he talks about it in our lives too. So, I mean, everything, even close to the business or not close to the business, for example, I mean, we were in business for five years, but like there probably will be more story about this, like as we progress, but like early on, I would have never reached out to Christian if I wouldn't have gotten in a car accident like way back when that basically pushed me to not take a more successful job and get paid a lot more. I probably wouldn't have thought about like, I want to get the heck out of this job. I want to do something different. I want to do something fun. If it wasn't for that car accident, which absolutely sucked, totaled my car, lost thousands of dollars, didn't have a way to go to work. Like it was just really, really bad and lost a huge you know, basically amount of money because I couldn't take a really nice job mm-hmm. and forced me to take a lower paying job and forced me to say, dang, this is not what I want to do, which is would have happened maybe five years after that. But it just basically forced me to do something and try new things. And then because I tried new things, then it's like, oh, I had some success here. And then let's reach out to Christian. Let's ask him if he can help me like do this stuff. And then that in, ultimately we became bit branding. So a car accident which is the red light became an absolute huge freaking green light. And while we're having this podcast. Mm -hmm. Hey, I want to thank you for consuming our content. That really means a lot to us. Uh, This year we actually turned five years old and that's a big deal for us. So in celebration of our five year anniversary, we are giving away over $10,000 worth of freebies uh, and our swipe file of different ads, landing pages, graphics that we've created over the years. Uh, the contest is free to enter. Uh, we'll be drawing a name on February 11th. You can find out more information by going to contest.bitbranding.co uh, for more information on how your business can benefit uh, from all these great deals. Okay, now back to your regularly scheduled content. Um, so we talked about education. We talked about not failing. I mean, is there something else that you think that attributes are success? I, mm, I feel like, I mean, whenever you hear about people, like I, I don't really run into this because like in startup community or like Facebook groups or anything like that, that I see, like they're always constantly asking like, Hey, let me look for a co-founder. Let me look for somebody to like be the yin and yang person for me. And I feel like I don't resonate or I'm not necessarily empathetic or understand that situation because we kind of found each other from the beginning. Um, because that's the number one reason that people fail in business is either they a try to go solo, um, which there are successful solo business owners for sure. It's just a lot less likely. And then when you do have a business partnership, like making sure that it sustains like a good relationship and goes through the ups and downs is also super hard. So 
I think the fact that we kind of complement each other allows our business to move forward. Now we may butt heads about certain things, but we have a creative aspect. We have a marketing and sales aspect. So when we work together like that, I think it makes us even more successful versus, okay, we just have like, you're really good at sales and marketing and I'm really good at sales and marketing. And then like, we're missing this whole component over here, which is like the creative side for business. It's like super boring. We have some sales, but we can't grow because we don't have this area over here. Or we're both just like, let's make the most amazing thing, coolest thing ever, but nobody wants to buy it. Mm-hmm. Like, so I think that would be like, if we were to put three prongs or like, if you're looking at a, like a bicycle spoke, one of the spokes is definitely like you and I, well, the other one is like the failures and then education is how I would like continue it. Makes sense. How, I guess, what would be the best way for like, if somebody was looking out, looking at us, like how other businesses could mimic our successes and learn from our failures. So that being said, like, what would you say is, and I know we just talked about, there's no such thing as like a failure. You can't fail, but like, what's something that you would be like, okay, it's five years ago today. And I know everything now, what would we not do? because it just took too much time or it wasn't a good lesson or like, you know, or maybe we could have had a different lesson. Like what would you eliminate or what would you say is quote unquote a failure? Again, I don't want to necessarily use that, but lack of better term to use. Um, Hmm. I mean, I guess again, things that are just jumping in my head right now is early on, not, documenting well enough mm, or i guess true. not knowing how to document although you know when we i guess we've talked about this before in our either in our podcast or a different video where you don't have to know necessarily how to document it right. um but just do something and i feel like we did some stuff yeah um it's just not very organized i guess i mean there, there's a bunch of stuff in our drive that yeah. it's like really really old that yeah, it may not have, I don't know, the organization or maybe we didn't um, write down the, the right things, mm-hmm. uh, especially when it comes to like our process or yep. how we do different things. I think those are definitely missing from our early years in our business. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think another one would be, hmm, I don't know, because I'm thinking of like the mentor or mm-hmm. coaches, um, but I feel like we had someone there's always a person. So we, very early we started out with like Tim Valentine and then um, Ben Reed. And then there was like maybe a little bit of a gap. No, your friend from uh, Interstate. Yeah, Kurt Ruby. Kurt Ruby. Um, and then we had like maybe a little gap of like six to eight months, maybe a year or something. And then we have our coaches now. Yeah. So we, you're right. We've. I don't think we were intentional about it. We were just like this seems logical. So we just did it. But yeah, I think that's probably something like we didn't have somebody. I mean, we called and asked questions about it, but it wasn't like an intentional, like, so I think yeah, that's a good point, or at least for me, like to kind of piggyback off what you're saying is like setting intentional coaching meetings um, from the very beginning, or like maybe even after the first year or something like a little bit more stream, like uh, what is the right word? the were you actually like not necessarily structured but like i guess you could say structured 
where it's like we're actually sitting down with them talking about specific stuff versus just like, hey, we have these things. Let's just talk to them. Yeah. And I think something that also comes to mind is back then, I feel like we didn't know what type of coach or mentor we're looking for. Yeah. Um, And I think we had this idea that a mentor or coach, they were just going to feed us um, the answers or or tell us how to run our business. Mm -hmm. And I think like we were okay with that because we were like, oh, we've never done a marketing agency. Like we need someone who's worked in a marketing agency to tell us how to do these things. Yeah. And that's just like completely incorrect. Yeah. Right. Like the, the mentor coach is there to just pick out the answers that you already have in your brain. Yeah. You already know that it's, uh, yeah, we were looking, we thought we needed a consultant. We really needed a coach and we mixed the two of them, or at least I did. Yeah. To go back to, again, this was like a green lights podcast, but he talks about, so Matthew McConaughey talks about how he got the role for Days and Confused. Have you seen that? Um, yeah, I think he talked about it in one of the podcasts. Yeah. Um, you should definitely go watch Days and Confused if you haven't. It's a classic. But mm-hmm. he talks about how he got the role, but then later he's like, well, now that I've gotten this role, I should go be more sophisticated. I'm going to go take acting classes. And he went to go take acting classes, and then it just caused like analysis paralysis because he was like, okay, I got to do this, and then got to do this, and got to do this, and he could never get into the role. And so he was like, I got to unlearn this stuff because I was good at what I was doing before. So it's kind of like a he needed he thought he needed a, a coat or a consultant, but really he just needed somebody to kind of push him in the right direction. So um, I, I think that's kind of pretty much in every for every area of life, which has kind of been helpful for us too, is that. Yeah, they just take the ideas from your head that you already have and just ask the right questions, which I think you could sum up pretty much the success of anything is just asking the right questions, like going to Mars or anything like that, like ask the right question, not how to get to Mars. It's like, who's going to Mars? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. But I'm just thinking like everything can be solved with asking the right questions. Yeah. And yeah, I think, yeah, like I said, early on, I felt like they were supposed to tell us this is how you run your books or this is how you should organize your Google drive or this is how you should do X, Y, and Z. Um, and I feel like that's what we're looking for versus like um, just guiding us into, okay, maybe this is a resource that you can use to mm-hmm. figure out what different way you can organize your, you know, your Google drive. So like at the end of the day, like we need are the ones who need to be making the decisions, not some external third party source. Yeah. Yeah. I was looking at something on LinkedIn and he said like, if you're a business owner or a C-level executive or whatever else, it's like your number one skill that you need to learn is like decision-making because business owners, their job is to make decisions. And the, the quicker you can make them, typically the more successful you'll be. Um, so it's like quick decisions and, you know, you learn from those decisions. But it's like that's that's basically your job, you know, picking the stuff for the office, who to hire, who to fire, how to use the marketing. Like it's all decisions. Um that being said, like I think that's can be kind of a harder thing to do. But I would put it here, and I was just curious for myself, and probably for other people too, because they get caught in the rat race of like, all right, once I get to this level of my business, I'm good. When I get to this level of my business, I'm good, or like whatever else, without being um, necessarily satisfied, because there isn't anything that's like tangible outside of like you know societal norms to where your business should be. So the question is, what? would you say is like the most joyful moment for you? It could be like joyful moments or joyful moment in the last five years. Uh, 
I mean, I think mo I, I think of moments, and I say moments because we have multiple employees. So I think like seeing them just go from yeah, it's almost like a like watching a baby grow, you know, hmm. like seeing them go from deer in the headlights. I don't know what I'm doing first day to you know they're making some decisions by themselves. They're you know working with the team. They're doing all these things. So like. And then I always go back to like pandemic and like the fact that we didn't fire anyone. We didn't, you know, so like taking care of other people, I think is to me, I, I mean, I, I, I enjoy that. I enjoy seeing them progress. I enjoy them, um, seeing what they can do and, and push the needle on videos or campaigns or the way they communicate. Um, so, yeah nice yeah so that's like a constant joyous approach i guess right yeah I, yeah i don't i wouldn't say because i was thinking like oh when we hired x y and z or mm-hmm. but it's also i think it's the whole process of of getting employees because for the longest time it was just you and i doing mm-hmm. stuff and then we had like an employee but not really mm-hmm. and then we had interns but not really mm-hmm. um but when we started actually getting employees and um going through the whole process like i really enjoy that yeah yeah a couple of quick ones here um what does in it when we haven't talked about this we're actually about to meet ironically tomorrow for like intensive so we just got back from colorado it was awesome shout out to estes park actually if you're what if you're watching this video christian's uh doing a huge shout out to estes park right now um I am. Yeah. so super cool area but we spent a few days there just talking about like our ideas and growth for 2021, but we're meeting again to kind of redefine, not redefine, but to define them or get it clear on our vision for this year. Um, so what does success in five years, maybe a little bit more, but it's more open-ended. So like, what does success look like for you in the next five years? Um, I think more, Hands off. What's the word? Um, He's quitting the company. <laughs> no, like, yeah, just being able to to be a little bit more, yeah, hands off on the day to day things. Um, and I think we both agree on like, yeah, focusing on like the bigger ideas and mm-hmm. um, ways to grow the business instead of just being more like doing minutia and yeah, micro stuff versus macro. Yeah. Um, so I think if, yeah, if, if in five years we're, we're at a point where, I don't know, we have some kind of maybe a CEO who's running the company and we're like mm-hmm. basically just idea machines. And I mean, obviously we'll, we will be in the business, mm-hmm. um, but it's just not as, or the same fashion that we're doing it right now. Yeah. Um, just looking at that, being on that, on that 10,000 view of, of the company or companies, I don't know. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> And yeah, it's just, we're the decision makers essentially. Yeah. You know, what about you? I was going to say, I think that that's definitely like in five years, it's crazy to think that that's definitely possible. I think it's even possible in three years, but like five years. Yeah, absolutely. I want to, I mean, if there's like the, I can't remember what they are, the five sections, but I'm definitely like the first section of like, okay, cool. Like, you know, I've done this for a period of time. I want to move to something else. Like, 
I've always been interested in like real estate. Well, how can bit branding buy real estate for marketing agency? Well, and that's something we could be thinking about or something else, you know, other business ventures that are related to what we're doing now, or, you know, how could we have a complete like hire Like we couldn't do it necessarily, but we could have the ideas for like, okay, the newest thing or like the best thing that's going to be going on is like app development. So how could we have a division of bit branding? That's not the marketing, but it's the development. It's just literally building apps. I don't know. Um, I haven't really explored that part of it because I mean, we need to be in the day to day, but to me, that would be fun to be part of like a conglomeration of bit branding that has multiple like umbrellas underneath of it. That's has the marketing and it just expands from all the different areas that you could work with people. Who knows? Maybe we even buy the stuff to be a printing company. I don't know, but um, maybe we're the next Shopify. There you go. Exactly. I mean, yeah, we would need to hire the right people for it. I don't know. Like we have the ideas to make it happen, I think, but we probably like to your point, couldn't be the implementer. So yeah, it's more so, I guess for me, yeah, if we look at it in two or three years, as like a 10,000 foot view, like five years, I would want to be like a 30,000 foot view. So it's just like, here's the pieces of the puzzle and how they kind of work together. And I think that that will be laid out, but I think that's kind of like success to me anyway. Um, what in the five years, just more goings for the personal life, what, in, what has five years in business taught you about your personal life? Whether it's with friends, family. I mean, I think the the theme that comes to mind is communication. Hmm. Um, and even thinking, I think in the past year, that has been something that our we've talked to our coaches and our employees, coworkers, et cetera, about is communicating better. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's, yeah, it started, I think we moved, yeah, with our coaches saying like, your problem is communication. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that was and like a year like, ago, right? Uh-huh. And then like, yeah, just using some of those same things with, friends and relationships and Mm. you know x y and z so i think that has been something that i don't think i'm there yet Mm -hmm. but i'm definitely it's definitely top of mind right every time that i speak or send a text message or i'm on a phone call with someone uh, the things that you say and how you say them and you know the way you're you're communicating with this type of personality with that type of personality matters Mm -hmm. Um, so I think, yeah, I think communication as a whole, um, is something that has affected my personal life mm-hmm. and business as well. Yeah. There's a book I was, I think it was like 20, no, not even maybe 19 or 20, but I have it at the house. I can't remember, but it's a good book. You should get it or steal it from my bookshelf. It's called say this, not that. So it just talks about like, all right, you could say all these different things. It, it pertains to business, but it's also personal life. It's like, Hey, why don't you move your car versus hey, I actually need to get over here. Is there any way you could um, move your car so I could put mine here? Like there's just a different approach to like how you could say it. like, and he, his whole point is like, like talking about sales, but he's saying like, hey, would you like to buy it today? Versus like, are you ready to make this purchase? Or are you ready to change your life? Like those types of things are just like small changes. It said the exact same thing, but they just change the the way that you're doing it. So that's, yeah, I think that's a, a really good way to do it and yeah the communication i think is at least my understanding of communication is like yeah we're at level one right now and then you don't really ever finish the game <laughs> it's just right. like kind of building yeah what what do you think has been the biggest roadblock that you have to sort of overcome to be where we are today um 
biggest roadblock. I would say, I mean, for me, it's, yeah, it's the, I want to be like personally 10 streets down. Let's just say if we're driving a car, like I want to be in the next town over and I have to realize that to get there effectively, meaning like if we're using the car analogy, I may have a car that's like kind of like popping and like the ignition may not turn over when you get there, but I could get the car there, but it's going to be a lot less of a, a vehicle or like a good vehicle to get there. And then what I've realized with that roadblock or with that car is that I have to have the right people with the car to help me get there. So i.e., like you, but also our employees like, hey, OK, I have to treat them differently um, than what I would want to for myself because I'm a different person. Again, communication, but um, they're needed to drive the car there. And then I didn't realize this, but it's like, OK, I have a third row here, which is also like Brianna and Aspen could be future kid who knows but like brian and aspen are part of this as well which is okay how does my decisions at work affect their lives or how do their lives now affect the business um and that's just the kind of personality i am i'm like okay well you can't figure this out like we'll find a solution but to somebody else it may not be so obvious to say like i don't know what to do i'm just gonna sit here because I don't want to go search for a solution. So I think the biggest roadblock to kind of bring that all together, if it makes sense anyway, is that um, I just got to meet people where they're at. So the roadblock has been myself in the way that I think, and it's not necessarily to change the way that I'm thinking, but to meet people where they're at and just show them how to get in the car. Cause I think I'm supposed to be the one that's like pushing the car, but not everybody has found the car yet or they're not getting in it yet. They're just, like waiting at the side of the road for to be picked up. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, this is, and this is interesting, a question. I just thought of this like last minute, but I was like, huh, I think this would be a cool question to ask for, because I think if the answer is different for everybody in business, um, and it could also be related to that in life, which is like, um, who do you think pushed you the hardest to keep pursuing like owning a business or dream like like i don't know if it's necessarily quote unquote your dream i feel like a lot of people who do start a business it is their dream to go out on their own and to have their own thing so i put that as uh, what i was thinking was their dream but like who pushed you the hardest to keep pursuing business ownership entrepreneurship um just in general i don't know i mean i don't think there's a a one person or one thing that has been like number one. I feel like it's always been a blend of myself, you, Megan, my parents. Um, and I think in different situations or different um, places um, in the past five years where it's been different people, mm-hmm. right? I don't think there's, there's never been like, I'm the only one who's keeping me afloat, right? you know? Um, I think there's been times where, yeah, I've been like burnt out, but I don't know, Megan's there for me. Mm -hmm. Right. Or, um, yeah, like I have like way too much work or whatever. And like, you are there for me with solutions or like, you're there for me to, you know, just keep the, that North start of like, this is where we need to go. And this is why, you know, we're doing these things right now. Mm -hmm. And this is why we're not making any money right now right at the very beginning like that that was very hard <laughs> yeah. um so and then i think i mean like I've, i feel like my parents too like um just making sure that like in the back of my head there's always this you know and i think of you know in the future whenever i'm a parent like 
all I would ever want is my my for my kids to succeed, right? Mm. And and be successful and not be in a ditch and whatever. Like so I think it's important for me to sort of yeah keep this going and and keep striving for more um to kind of let my parents like let my parents know like hey you can relax now you know right. it's kind of like a like i'm good right um because like i mean for the longest time i like i didn't know what i wanted to do even straight out of high school i didn't know what i wanted to do mm-hmm. i had some ideas and my my parents i think were pushing me to do business and marketing and mm-hmm. and i was more pushing more like no i want to do more of the design stuff and mm-hmm. um, there was never really like a thing where i was like yeah i'm gonna be a orthopedic surgeon right like you know like i was never that kid so um i think having yeah my parents see that i'm successful uh, i think it's important for me too and it, it kind of drives me to keep going right as well they can see you from a side and like hey it's good like obviously you just got back from your brother's wedding shout out to your brother yeah. congrats. congrats um and least too <laughs> um but yeah it's like you just got back to them and you're like they're like hey like it's good you got like decent clothes on and like you know you aren't missing ran or whatever so it's like right. just to know that yeah i'm taken care of or whatever right. but i can tell you right now because you're not in this position which is like as a parent they're just never gonna stop right <laughs> it's it's like one of those things where you just keep trying but like the they keep pushing the carrot or pulling the carrot a little bit farther it's like okay i mean so they may be okay in a certain area but it's just like they'll never stop like worrying or whatever right may dampen it i guess but it's like <laughs> like right now it's like all right with aspen it's like okay make sure that you don't run out into traffic but it could also be like oh now you're hanging out with different friends or now you're driving or now you're going off to college like there's just different levels i right. guess yeah so um but yeah i feel like for this anyway, for the five years, it would be fun to look back at this podcast and just really see like, okay, what did we do well? Um, what did we learn from? And then where were we at? So like, what was our type of thinking? So we were like, oh, education, education. Like in five years from now, we're like, nah, super like cut education out, which I doubt that's the case, but just good to see maybe um, kind of like an Easter egg of like, we were doing the right things now. We just never knew how much they were going to compound. That's my prediction, I guess, I would say, for the for the next five years. We're going to look back at these previous five years and say, wow, we actually did a lot of stuff correct. We had the right building blocks. We just were at the iceberg stage. We never really were out of it yet. Yeah. And I think there's always that component of we don't know what it's like until we get there. Yeah. And so that that's where there's always going to be a new challenges and new things come in. It's like, you think like you said this a million times where it's like the difference between a millionaire and a billionaire, right? Like you can't even fathom what the millionaire is, but a millionaire can't even fathom what a billionaire really is, you know, no. and their struggles and their, you know, worries and all this stuff. So yeah, until we get there, that's when we actually realize like, Oh, like we need to, you know, have these. So, but I think having the growing pains that we have right now and dealing with them and doing them in a way that, um, we know that we we can be flexible and changing in the future. Mm-hmm. I think is what helps us stay successful. Mm-hmm. Um, is like finding the solutions, but also not being afraid to change those solutions because we're at a dis- different level, right? I think a lot of yeah. businesses maybe you know have that mentality of like this is the way that we've been doing it, right. and this is the way that we're going to do it, but they don't realize that what worked then is not going to work now. Yeah. Um, so I think that's also a, a very important mindset to have while we're going through you know this whole journey yeah the status quo is not something that we want to stay at 
Right. <clears throat> As a fun fact, because you brought up the millionaires and billionaires, um, I was reading about that the other day again because it's just it's mind boggling to me. But there's twenty three hundred. Actually, let me give you the other one. There's eighty six or like two hundred plus million millionaires in the world, like millions upon millions of them. Billionaires, there's roughly twenty three hundred. So two thousand three hundred billionaires, roughly, and hundreds of millions of millionaires. Mm-hmm. So it's like. They're not even like close at all, um, and I don't I don't know how that necessarily relates as far as like the five year anniversary for our business, but I think that it will be to your point related in the sense that the conversations that we have now aren't even like our biggest dreams. Hopefully, if we continue to dream bigger, are not even close to what we fathomed they could be in the next five years. So. Yeah, we can't imagine what's possible. Um, but I'm looking forward to the biggest setback or what we perceive as the biggest setback to be like the hugest, the hugest, the largest launching pad forward. So, all right. I don't know if you had any final remarks. Those were all my ideas or questions or things that I was thinking of. No, I don't have anything else. Nothing else. Actually, we had a we had a podcast a long time ago. We did? Uh, well, it was episode 100. It was a long time ago. It was a hundred. Uh, that was that was almost two years ago. And I think you who started the question. I was trying to look through the transcripts. Oh, um, but I think the first question that we asked was our hot dog sandwiches. So yeah. has has that changed? Hot dogs are not sandwiches. That's what I said. What did you say they were? I don't remember. I I, I, I can't. Remember. I think it's a running joke, but you can ask it now. Like, um, do you... I don't. I don't think they're sandwiches. No. Okay, I think we both agreed. So if our our theory changes in the next five years, we know that we've gotten to a renaissance philosophical level. Yeah. To where our our our, our thinking our... is definitely changing. Yeah, exactly. But as of right now, two years later, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's literally coming up on almost two years now. Um, because we're this episode is pretty close to like one ninety or episode two hundred. I don't know what episode it will be, but. Um, yeah, that was, if that was episode 100, then we're pretty close to 200, which we should do something fun for that. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. We hope you got a lot out of it. Hope you learned a little bit more about Christian and I hope you, hopefully you learned a little bit more about you, um, and businesses as you were going through this and how you could relate to this, whether you've been in business for five years, whether you've been in business for 20 or it's your first five months, um, I think there's a lot of different things that you could take out of this episode that could help you and your business move forward, um, but also let you know that, hey, it's possible. And really, the biggest benefit benefit factor here is just persistence and doing, you know, 20 to 30% of the things correctly, because we did a lot of things that were not correct. Um, and hopefully you can learn from those as well. So um, thank you so much. This is not a normal style episode, but if you are a business owner who wants to generate more leads online or more sales online, make sure go, make sure to go to bitbranding.co and we have our signature services there that will help you grow your business online. If you've been listening for a while, please make sure to leave an honest rating and review on Apple Podcasts or any type of review, depending on where you're listening, at the, listening to this at. And if you're new, whether you're watching on YouTube or Facebook or anything like that, just make sure that you subscribe so that you don't miss out on any of the content we put out every single week. The Marketing Natives comes out every Monday, and we've been doing that now for um, almost, that'll be going on almost five years this next year, right? 2016, or was it 17? Four, I had to count in my head. 
going on almost four years. So, um, and just a fun tidbit, only like one to 3% of podcast episodes ever, podcast, um, podcasts ever make it to 100 episodes we're about to have has 200 so you know if you subscribe you know that every monday you're going to get a new piece of content to help you grow your business so thanks again for listening we'll talk to you guys next time the marketing natives podcast is a production of bit branding